So first of all, welcome everybody to the first uh, private study group. We are going to go through the entire 40 weeks. And a lot of the stuff we're doing at the very beginning is like, oh my god, this is so basic, blah, blah, blah. But we're just going to get some real hands-on practice. And this is going to become so important because as we get deeper into this and we start doing spreads, we're actually going to do live spreads. We're going to look around on TMZ or the news and just for fun, we're not going to worry about being right, but we're, when we get to that point where we're doing spreads, we're actually going to do predictions. We are going to, even though it's just practice, we're going to take it very seriously and we're try to get the best answers we can and the most detailed answers we can and the farther in we go in class the more detailed answers we'll get the easier it will be uh, and then we'll get into things like dowsing and manifestation and we are going to practice this so everybody is going to leave uh, with a bunch of experience and several different manifestations um, I, I go back to that because manifestation is my all-time favorite part of the tarot yes most people use it for just asking questions, but I look after 20 years of doing this professionally, or sometimes 23 years, I guess, doing it professionally now. Man, people ask the dumbest questions. When you realize you could just ask the gods anything, where did Blackbeard leave his gold, and how do I get it? Give, I give me a map. No, we don't get questions like that. We get questions like, does my boyfriend love me? And again, that's not a bad question. I'm not picking on women. It's just that women will generally be the majority of your clients. Um, I, I think men just have a problem uh, getting their tarot cards read. Maybe it's a societal thing. I don't know. You know, I don't want to say it on genetics or something, but generally speaking, um, men will be much more poo-pooey about that. Uh, so, yeah, we get a lot of questions about that. So, But men ask dumb questions all the time when they do come in. And they generally come with a sense of expectation, like, oh, you should know this and that. And it's just, you know, from my experiences and experiences of hundreds and hundreds of others. The thing is that whatever gender they are, people ask dumb questions. Well, let's get them to answer better, ask best question, better questions. <laughs> Sorry. And let's get ourselves to push ourselves. Let's use this in our lives and let's, let's make things really kick some butt. So, uh, I'm going to put my Skype on red. That means do not disturb me. And if you guys want to, great. If not, that's fine too. Just please don't wander away from Skype. So what we are going to focus on today is we're just going to breathe in our cards. We're not going to do any reversals. We're not going to do any... Um, trump cards. We're going to do the 1s through 10s, or the aces through 10s of the study deck, and we're just going to have some fun, and I'm going to make sure that you guys are actually getting this, and it's working for you, and if you have any questions that do relate to any of this, I'll happy to, uh, happily answer them for you, but let's stay away from things that are super off topic, because otherwise it just creates a mess for everybody else. So Sarah and I will start since Sarah is a uh, previous student of mine and she's a very good student. Sarah will be on the site helping people out because she's very friendly that way. And so 
she and I will start to give you an idea and then we'll just go in whatever order you're on the screen and if you have any questions when it's your turn just just ask so Sarah you ready yeah I'm ready okay I'm can't quite hear you maybe it's just me I'm turn up the um, volume a little bit here okay is that any better I moved the mic closer to my mouth thank you <laughs> yep, no problem okay so Sarah um tell you what let's uh since everybody has their cards in front of them, but not everybody has to, done exercise 11 yet, uh, and if you're listening, you don't know what you don't know what exercise 11 is. It's in the easiest way to learn the tarot ever. Get the book, read it, and then you can come back and listen. So, since not everybody's done exercise 11, let's just have people pull two cards, and that way it makes it easier and faster for everybody else. So what I'll do is I'll have you pull two cards, and I'll go first, and then we'll switch it up, and I'll grab two cards off of the wall, so to speak, and um, have you do it. All right? Okay, sure. So hit me with the first one, please. Uh, justice. I'm sorry, what was that? Justice. Now, Sarah, um, you know I love you, but what part of we're only dealing with ace through ten of the oh, study sorry. deck? Oh, I just grabbed my deck. I use my working deck and my study deck because I only have That's that okay. One. I do the same uh, sorry. thing. We'll go with two of swords. Okay, two of swords. Yeah. Now, I wish everyone could see this. And if you um, are listening to the recording and you want to pause this and dig out your deck because you haven't done exercise 11, um, put your cards in order and that way you can grab your uh, two of swords. And then you can follow along from the rest of the time. You can go, oh, and then you just find it real quick. So... With the Two of Swords, I want everybody to follow along and do what I do. So what I'm looking at is I see a woman seated. She reminds me of a lifeguard because she's sitting on a stone stool, I guess. And she, she's she got that authoritarian... She didn't, she's sitting up straight and she's got swords, which kind of makes her an authority. And, and they're really long swords. And she's just not taking any guff from anybody. That's an interesting word. We had a crescent moon, and if you want to go into the whole um, metaphysical thing, we can say the crescent moon is a lack of emotions, plus if this is supposed to be the element of air, again, supposed to, we'll get into that later. Um, this could be an intellectual card, but this is just somebody who says, you are not getting past me. This is, uh, in business, this is what they call a gatekeeper. They probably do it in politics. It's a person who says, you will not pass, like Gandalf in uh, that Lord of the Rings movie. I was like, she's got two giant swords. Now, she's blindfolded. She doesn't, she doesn't care who we are. She's like, I don't, see, uh, no favoritism. I can't see you. I can't hear you. All I know is if I sense somebody coming at me, I'm swinging. So this is like a cosmic stop sign. We want to get to the water. We want to go play on the beach. And she says, no. So this isn't a card of choice. This is a card of somebody saying, I'm not going to play. Does that make sense, Sarah? Absolutely. All right. That's my interpretation of it. Generally speaking... Um, I like to think I'm right, but I but I don't want to come around as gospel, or, or you know God on high or any, any bloated ego thing like that. So give me another one, please. 
Sure. Uh, five of Wands. Five of Wands. Okay, I'm going to bring it up real quick because I do have this right in front of me. Now, this one is completely different. Instead of having somebody who's sitting all alone, we've got pure chaos. What am I looking at? I'm looking at a bunch of kids and they're I guess they're making a lot of noise like kids do because they got sticks and the guy on the left is going, Hey, look, I got a stick. And the guy that he's looking at is like, we all got sticks. What the hell's wrong with you? And then I think if I had to put a leader in there, like a Peter Pan of the lost boys, I'd say it's the guy in the middle in the orange with that world war one helmet. He's holding a stick out and he's like, Hmm, this is a trusty stick. I think I shall fight with it. And then you got the guy in green, he looks a little doubtful. He's off to the right. He's like, uh, is my stick big enough? Do I measure up? You got that crazy guy in polka dots. He's like the little young kid. Hey, hey, I got a stick, everybody. Hey, can I play? I got a stick. I got a stick. Nobody's paying attention to him. So, I think this is just kind of a good representation of pandemonium. A whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of different ideas. Um, Sarah, that's what I got. Um, can I throw a couple of cards at you? Um, sure. Okay, I'm going to throw you right in the deep end and give you the Four of Swords. Okay. Um, when I look at that card, uh, I get the sense of... Uh, it's it's like a job well done, brought, brought to like the nth degree. Um, a knight who spent his entire life dedicated to service and being rewarded for that service. Um, also the stained glass picture in the top left. I get the sense of benevolence from that, just how the priest or um, the clergy member is giving a sign of benediction to someone who's on their knees um, in prayer. Good points. Yeah. So I just, I get the sense of prestige, um, prestige that's earned uh, venerance. I believe that's the right word. Um, something like that. I like that. So just generally speaking, this card comes up in your future. I know it's generic, but happy mm -hmm. card, bad card, generally speaking, what would you say? I would say that's a, definitely a good card in most cases. But I mean, uh, if it what, came up in a, I, I know oh, it's sorry. generic, but what if it's coming up in the future, what does that card say is going to happen to you? You're going to get the respect that you deserve. Yeah. I like that. Okay. And see, a good way to look at it is, and I know we're jumping ahead, but if you reverse it, there's no effigy. In other words, you don't get credit for what, you know, all this hard work and you didn't get credit. And this isn't written in the card, but in real life, what happens when we don't get the credit? There's usually somebody else who jumps right in and says, aha, spotlight on me, and steals the show. Or was it Stolen Valor? Yes. So these are slightly alternative but related meanings. But again, you know, that was that was verse, but that allows us to see how Sarah got to that, um, you know, you're getting your just rewards or desserts or you're getting credit for what you did. I like that. Um, okay, let's try a completely random card here. Oh, here's one. This is going to be too easy. Ten of Cups. Okay. Um, well, I smile immediately when I look at that. Who doesn't love rainbows? But um, I almost feel like uh, with this one, it's it it 
it's like a family, of course. You see the family there. They're happy. The kids are dancing. They've got their plot of land with the river and the cute little cottage, you know, in the background. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a sense of happiness that you get when and, – and contentment and completeness uh, when you're sharing it with others um, and you're sharing, sharing daily life with others, that – that bonding that ensues and uh i get the sense of you know acceptance as well so this card kind of seems like community yeah because the nine of cups he's like i'm happy but but it doesn't say anything about the kind of community that this has and like you said the completion that comes with it catherine so you got an idea of what we're doing do you (laughs) do you want to take a stab at this sure catherine Oh, I'm sorry. We have two Catherines. We have Catherine Chakra and Catherine Shaper. I'm going to say Catherine with a C and then Catherine with a K. I apologize. Well, Catherine with a K, you can change that to cat, and then okay. you won't have any confusion, okay? But then we have a Catherine with a C has a cat in her picture. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no, sorry. I'll go with cat. Cat, cat works. <laughs> um, so Catherine with a C. Um, tell you what. Pull out two cards and just uh, grab one and tell me what you think. Um, what do you see? And if you if if you had to absolutely say, well, this is what it is probably coming up in your future. Okay. Just have fun with it, and uh, believe me, we will all laugh at you if you're wrong. <laughs> okay, so I have um, King of Swords. Now remember, we're doing one through ten. Oh, I'm sorry. Because we're making, we're doing, trust me, I will get, we will make this really hard later on. But for right now, we're just going to do the easy ones. Oh, okay, I'll do six of swords. Uh, Okay, so six of swords is um, a couple of people departing on a boat with a boatman. Um, And and a gondola, yeah. Gondola. I mean, I guess I know that some of the traditional ideas about the card um but i kind of think well, why don't you do this mm-hmm. since since you brought that up why don't you just real quick tell me what you think traditionally and okay. then give me an alternate oh okay okay well um i think traditionally perhaps it could be journey over water um travel from difficult times to easier times because mm-hmm. of the detail on the water in the foreground is choppy versus calm. Um, also, another thing that I think, actually, huh, maybe the whole traditional meaning is up for grabs as well, but I always think that the boatman is helping the two passengers, so it's sort of about helping um, someone. That's a nice thought. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I think about that, and travel. So, do you want me to give an alternative idea as well? Did I lose you? Oh, can nobody else hear that tribal drumming or washing machine in the background? (laughs) I thought it was someone's heartbeat. I thought it was your fan that you were talking about. (laughs) You know what? I think it's it's my son drumming. Okay, well, it's not too bad, as long as he's got a good beat. Um, <laughs> give me, give me a fun alternative uh, meaning. Um, 
that, that stays within the goldfish analogy? Right. Well, um, I mean, I guess obviously travel, like a vacation trip. Um, geez, I'm not, I don't know if I come up with anything super creative <laughs> besides that. Um, well, what if this uh, guy was hired? Mm. We always seem to assume that they're a family, but what if this guy is separate and distinct? Right. He could be a cab driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess the card position would dignify the card, right? Like, say, where did I lose my tarot deck? I lost it in the cab. Right. Know, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Or maybe, I mean, maybe if you happen to live in an area where there's a lake, you know, you're going on a boat ride in the afternoon for a fun activity. Sure. And let's take let's take it completely out of like physical water. And let's just for fun use water as a symbol for emotions. You know, like they do in music and art and metaphysics. Yes. What if this is somebody who's okay, this is really bad. This is gonna sound so sentimental, but Somebody who gets you through troubled times in life. Oh. Your breakup buddy. Maybe a psychologist. There you go. I like that. All right. One more card, and then we'll leave you in a bed. Okay. Okay, The other one that I pulled was eight of wands. (laughs) Um, Oh, that annoying card with our flying to the air. Um. So, well, you I'm, had travel, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, travel and speed. I so travel think, by air versus travel by sea, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I always think this card refers to the internet, too, like in our modern times. Interesting. Um, so, you know, social media, maybe. Um, sure, why not? I don't know, speed of communication. Well, although wands, not really communication, really speed of action well let me ask you what do you see about these particular wands what is it about them that that really screams out in this picture well they seem to be going from left to right but Uh, they're all lined up right yes they're all parallel they're like nice and tidy and organized Mm Hmm. so it it gives us a little bit of a sense of order versus let's say chaos order you know what it makes me think of well there are eight of them but it makes me think of the musical um staff oh yeah well an octave has eight notes right yeah an octave has eight notes there's never really any mention of music anywhere no there isn't so why not i mean it could be that's a good alternate meaning i like that that's something all right and if you're playing along at home we don't need to overthink things not yet plenty of time for that we'll be here around for a long time but i want you guys to just feel comfortable picking up a card looking at it and going what do i see now some cards like this you go "Uh, ah, there's not enough information to go on and that's where we have to understand what's happening behind the scenes um which is all in the easiest way to learn the term however which you have so read it uh dominique can i get you to pull two cards and just do the same thing. Just look at one and tell me what you see. Okay, sure. Okay, I got the Two of Wands and the Nine of Cups. Okay, let's start with the Two of Wands. Okay. I like this guy. 
What, what do you see? Um, I always see like that he's mapping out his his course. Like he's got the the small okay. globe in his hand and he's comparing it to the big terrain around him. Like he wants to make sure that he has everything he needs before he sets out on his journey. That's a really good understanding of how we get to the traditional meaning of the card. That's like instead of looking at what you've read in the book, that really is using the image to to see how we got there. So you right. kind of say this guy's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Uh. <laughs> I that's what I always see every time I look at it. I always think, well, not every time, but when I'm like studying the deck and I go through each of the cards, this one I always think, well, he's get, he's preparing for his whatever he's ready to do, either his new venture or he's just trying to like align everything together. Well, this card really does represent the planning stages. But um, let me let me see if I can give you a couple of clues that allow you to take what you already know and find something better. Oh, or excuse me, find something else because what you have is good. Now we know this guy's a thinker. Um, now looking at the card. Uh, now, do you have your deck up or spread out? I have both. I have one in my hand and one on the wall. <laughs> okay, glance up at the four of wands. Okay. And imagine that at the four of wands, we're down at the bottom. Like, let's see. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the two of wands, and we see that little red house behind his calves. We see the red roof? Yes. Let's say we're down there looking up. Can you see how we he might we might be able to see that guy way up on the parapets? Yes. So the point is that just using that as an example, this guy's pretty high off the ground, right? Right. So he might be in uh, some kind of tower. Um, let me say he's a thinking man. So in a colloquialism, have you ever heard the colloquialism ivory tower? Yes. I'm the intelligentsia. <laughs> I don't get my hands dirty. <laughs> so like an, a, a philosopher. Yes. Or maybe he is an executive. You know, maybe this is like a white collar worker. I see. Maybe okay. this is an office. Oh, this could be a penthouse suite or, the, or an office, you know, in a high rise. Oh, so he's like, the, he's the one that calls the shots pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, even if he's middle management, they say that uh, elevation gives perspective. So what if this guy, if I were to say this card is an executive, could you backtrack and see how that, how I got there and how that might make sense without having to take my word for it? Yes, yes. Um, Oh, you want me to... No, I just wanted to say, can, oh. you, can you see that? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So this is a way where you can take what you know and look beyond the obvious and go, well, let's see, he's pretty high up. I mean, compared to the, I don't know, eight of coins or the seven of coins. Those guys are like day laborers compared to this guy. And yeah. 
Pamela really liked. Well, I, again, I say Pamela, but I got to be careful because Pamela didn't do the colors. Um, she may have had influence over the colors. And again, the thing is May. So maybe Pam, maybe Art, definitely the printer. So, you know, it's I can't say for certain, but whoever did the colors really liked the color red. And when we see in like the Eight of Cups, we see that his boots and his cloak were red. Like, oh, look at this, look at this. He's the focus, he's leaving. And the Nine of Cups... Mr. Smug and Mr. Happy, he's got a red cap. Like, ooh, look at that. And here this guy's a thinker, and we see that uh, he's planning, and we see the red hat. It seems to say, hey, look at the thing that's red. Um, that seems to be a common theme in a lot of the tarot cards. The, not the brownish reds, but the really bright red. So just for example, if that's at all true, we can see how this guy is a thinker and a planner. So if the guy is a thinker and a planner, and he's elevated above somebody else, he might be more intelligent than other people, even though it's a, you know, wands card. Um, he definitely has vision. Now, one thing that we have to just understand life to understand this part is when you live on the coast um, you have access to other other countries I mean the, the whole point is you sail across the ocean um, the uh, America is a good example we're such a wide country that places like uh, the, the middle of the country up until recently you know with the influx of the internet and interstate highways and all that stuff they didn't get all of the newest trends where they didn't get the influx of foreign cultures nearly as much as or as quickly as uh, those of us who live on the coast because on the coast you know people are coming off the boat people are coming north and south from the border um, we get a lot more of a melting pot does that make sense mm -hmm. Dominique yeah okay yeah. So this guy lives on the coast. So the point is that this guy has a lot more interaction with people from different cultures or different ways of thinking than, let's say, his neighbors who live a couple thousand miles inland. Where, you know, you get up, same, you know, your small town, you get the same, I was born, I was here, raised here, I make the... Uh, I knew my high school sweethearts since we were four, and we've been married 85,000 years. And I'm not saying that's bad, it's just uh, on the coast, it just seems like uh, this life moves much faster. So, this is just something we can look at and say this is a much more progressive or interactive card than, let's say, something like the seven of coins or the eight of coins where those are those seem to be more inland more more stable like same kind of thing happens every day does that make sense yes that makes sense this is also helpful in determining location because tarot cards have to answer all kinds of questions where is this going to happen when is this going to happen how is it going to happen who's going to happen to we can't just look at it and go uh there's a guy holding a a, a ball so we don't scrub the cards for information, but we right. just kind of allow ourselves to let it breathe and go, what is it that we're seeing? 
And I gotta say, with all the green, he lives in a pretty fertile environment, right? Yes. So we can surmise that this guy's probably doing pretty well for himself. Absolutely. He looks he's, like he has he's good, in a good supportive resources. Environment. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, so taking that mentality, let's look at your other card and see if we can draw extra information out of it, please. Okay. I said nine of cups, right? Yes, and thank you for reminding me what that cup, what that was. Oh, yeah, so here we have Mr. Mr. Look at my hat, Mr. Nine yeah. of cups. Another red hat. But we don't have as much detail here as we did in the other card right. so this is a more difficult card to pull from so this is where we'll fall into patterns and we'll go numerology which I don't mind numerology I just don't want people to get trapped into it so I will give you a little bit of a free pass if you want to squeak but um, let's see what you got okay well um, I would say to me you know he's a bit showy in this you know, like, he's showing off everything that he has. You know, like, things that, any accomplishments that he's done. They do kind of look like trophies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, to me, it seems, right now, um, it's almost like he's disingenuine. Like, look at me. Look how successful I am. You know? Well, he does have that fancy striped shirt, and he's got his... If you're in a body language, he does have that kind of posture of. <laughs> yeah, it's just more showy. I feel like not like it's really. Um, that's the only satisfaction for him. Yeah, and you know what? That's interesting because that is something that we actually see in daily life. We we do see these people, or we see times where somebody is doing that. It's like. This is all I have. Don't don't rob me of this. This is my my greatest joy in life. Also, I think like he almost gives himself. He puts off this air of superiority. Yeah, yeah. It it seems like it would be hard to sell him on something. Yeah. Because he's like, I already got yeah. what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see that. <laughs> um, there's an old saying. I think. Um, Morgan or one of the other billionaires made it. It's like, um, he who has the gold makes the rules. This guy kind of reminds me of that. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now, on the other hand, let's let's go crazy. Let's, let's totally... As a matter of fact, I'm going to open this up to everybody. Can anybody give me an occupation that has nothing to do with the so-called traditional meaning? What might this guy do for a living? I always get like a restaurant owner or a hotel manager or something like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, thank you, Rebecca. Anybody else? I I have one. If anyone wants to hear, <laughs> please, Sarah. Okay. Um, I always well, not always, but often I see this as like a merchant in a bazaar, like maybe in some place like Mumbai or something. Yes, I, there's something something very bizarre about him, you know. Bizarre, not not bizarre, but yeah, there's something very um, um, like Indiana Jones kind of merchant. That's uh, you know the extent of my culture. Yeah, like uh, selling magical trinkets or a monkey yeah. paws or something. <laughs> like like one of those is actually Aladdin's lamp, but you don't know yeah. which one. Um, I also like to think of him as a bartender sometimes. Yes. Oh yeah, I see that. 
or somebody with a drinking problem. <laughs> Maybe he is Aladdin. Oh, you know what? It, it, that's a good point because he's got, hey, I've got everything I want. What do you wish for? <laughs> I wished for nine more genies. <laughs> Rebecca, uh, can you follow Dominique's, Dominique's excellent lead and uh, just tell us what you see and tell us what you think? Okay, well, I have the four of coins sitting right here. Um, Pop that so up. We have the guy who's holding on very, very tightly to his money. Um, in the background, we have city. I usually prefer as New York, uh, but it could be it any. It does major- look like New York. I mean, I am sorry, I have to interrupt. 1909, both Pam and Art were born in New York City. Well, not necessarily in New York City. They're born in they're born in the United States, but Pam definitely came across the boat, uh, on the boat from New York City. And I wasn't in London at 1909, but I don't ever recall skyscrapers being part of London's skyline at the turn of the century. So I just have to stop and 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 give you a big giant gold star and say, I know, right? <laughs> Well, she did go to Pratt, which is in Brooklyn. So yes, it's right down the street from me. Um, let's see. So what else do I see? Uh, so, like I said, he's holding on to his money very tightly. Um, he's controlling, but I sometimes feel like it's at the expense of what the money could be doing. Like it's just stuck there doing nothing instead yeah. of maybe being productive. You bring up a good point. In real life, money does not like sitting around, uh, which is why it moves around so much. It likes moving. It likes being productive. It likes doing things. Unfortunately, people like to hoard it. It's like, no, I want to make a nice big pile, and it doesn't go anywhere. And the money's like, no, I want to go see the world. I want to. I want to feel people's hands on me. I want to be the six of coins. I want to change hands. Um, is it me? Or Rebecca, when you look at his arms, does that kind of make you feel like a yin yang in a way? Yeah, it's a weird like the the dog chasing its tail or the snake eating its tail kind of thing to me too. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a never ending cycle of like. Now, also, one thing one of my students pointed out to me once that uh, I was remiss that I had not seen this was. Do you see how separate he is from from town? Yes. I mean, now granted, this is just the art, and and we talk about how the art and everything looks like it's painted on a stage flat, but but this in particular, you really could not necessarily in every reading, of course, but you could see how perhaps this guy is, um, you know, off to the side. He's 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 not interacting with daily life and he could be on his roof deck yes this is true i this just saw that no well, that's a very good point all right uh this is good so uh this guy could be saving up for something if we wanted to put a positive spin on this we could say he's saving up for his daughter's college fund or he could just be a greedy bastard do you have any other thoughts on that before we move on um, no, I think that pretty well sums him up. That's fine. Right now, we don't have to go into the depth of every card. We're just skating on the surface. So what's the other card you have, please? Um, let's do the Nine of Wands. Nine of Wands. 
dirty rat. Which one of you bastards hit me? I, I'm sorry. Uh, it, Still one single solitary guy. Um, uh-huh. And he's kind of guarding things, uh, but he's a little bit battered and bruised for doing so. Um, he's maybe kind of over it. Uh, he, you know, he's not defeated or anything, but he's definitely sustained some bumps and bruises. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, when I talk about the penultimate and ultimate cards, um, in, in the bonus videos that uh, you guys hopefully have seen already, if you haven't, um, I like to use the wands as a ace through ten story. The other suits don't quite have that same continuity. I mean, you kind of really have to force it, but with every suit, you can go from ace to nine, like literally ace to nine. No, nothing in between. And, you know, and it's like, wow, that makes sense. And you go ace through ten, and it really makes sense. Now, I don't want to give up the um, the uh, the surprise, but it all deals with the Hanson Roberts deck and the Seven of Cups image there with the wizard going choose, but choose wisely, where he's asking us um, which path we want: glory passion, romance, adventure, power over others. And then there's like the nine or the ten is how it ends up. It's like, you know, it's a look into the future. Like, if you take this path, despite all the ups and downs, here's what's going to happen in the end. And I like that because looking at this guy, it's like after all of his adventures, if we just followed the suit of wands, and we just put one guy in there and said, here's all your adventures. Man, he got pretty beat up. No, I mean, he has a lot of sticks. You know, yay, I got all the sticks. But that bandage seems, the bandage and the kind of paranoid look in his eye kind of makes me think, it's like being a a professional football player. Yeah, you may have won a few Super Bowls, but man, you got beat up hard. <laughs> By age 40, you're just broken because of all the train wrecks you've been in. Does that make sense, Rebecca? Yeah. Um, I also look at him kind of holding that one wand where he's like, this one's mine. You know, like maybe yeah. have the other ones, but this one's mine. I like that. Another way I like to look at this, just to give you guys an alternative way of looking at it is, imagine that, oh, matter of fact, just for fun, if you can, pair this up with the Three of Cups card. So if you're playing along at home, if you have three of cup cards, just put them together. And doesn't it look like everybody else is having fun and the girls are all dancing and he's standing there, I gotta watch everybody's coat. <laughs> like he's on guard duty. I mean being a being a Marine I had to do a lot of guard duty. Well no, I'm sorry, being a private I had to do a lot of guard duty. Uh, I didn't see the colonel ever pulling guard duty. And you just stand around. You've got to, you know, keep your wits about you and look out for bad guys. But it's not a standing around. So sometimes I just wonder if he's um, standing there going, oh, everybody else is having fun. i got to guard these stupid sticks. 
Any other thoughts on that? Um, yeah, we can't really tell much more about like where he is. Maybe he's like in the desert or maybe he's in the mountains, but. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Um, it's unnerving when we're first starting out that the cards are so ambiguous that there's so little detail. But as we progress in skill, that same ambiguity becomes our friend because after a while we realize these cards have to apply to so many different situations and questions and, and, and circumstances. And if they were too detailed, too hyper, we crammed too much information to them, we'd end up boxing ourselves in. We'd have information overload, which would keep us from um, filling in the gaps. And that's what our intuition is. Our intuition is designed, uh, and I explain how it works in other videos, so, I'm, so I won't do that. But our intuition is there to fill in the gaps between the physical facts, but fill in the gaps properly. Imagination is just imagination, which is a fun thing. It's a cool thing, but it has no place in divination. Yay, somebody playing um, piano in the background or on an organ. All right, thank you, Rebecca. I think that's Catherine's. Um, Catherine has a very happy home. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hope this background noise is not driving anyone crazy. No, it's not too bad. It's just... I can actually hang up if you prefer. No, I want you here. Just um, tell them to not be super loud. <laughs> Okay, cat with a K. Um, yeah. Would you grace us with your uh, wisdom, please? <laughs> My wisdom? <laughs> um, I pulled uh, the Ace of Cups and the Nine of Swords. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. There's okay. something about the Ace of Cups that you won't find in the Queen of Cups or the Moon, but you will find it in the star uh, boy yeah you did put me on the spot alright because I'm not as familiar with it being a okay. real newbie well that's okay this is good so let me tell you what I'm going after the hint that I'll give you is it has to do with the fountain and the lily pads and what is it about lily pads that you won't find uh, in in other in other cards that might have water, try not to give it away too much. Uh, Tell me where you well, find. If you have yeah. lily pads and you have still water, right? But but you're so close. What kind of water do you have? Where do you find lily pads? You mean as uh, oceans as as opposed to fresh water? Right. We Salt don't water have. Yeah, we so the Ace of Cups cannot be an ocean. Oh, I see what you're getting. Okay, I get now, it. Now uh -huh. you're like, well, ninety-nine out of eighty readings, like the impossible number. That little tidbit won't mean anything. And then once in a blue moon, it'll be like, it'll be. You'll say, oh, that's a lake. You're going mm -hmm. to the lake. Like, mm -hmm. How did you possibly know that? It's like. Well, you know, because because your intuition will go, 
no, 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 get it, it's the lily pads, therefore it's fresh water, but it's the Great Lakes, because you can't see the distant shore. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. It's, you know, um, now other times you'll say, oh, you're going to be installing a bird bath in your backyard. And people go, what? <laughs> what does that have to do with romance? Nothing. But they say, but you're right. <laughs> Boy, I should have, I, yeah, I, I was way off then. No, I, I, I put you on the spot because I wanted to give you an idea of how, before we get into the boring old traditional meaning, which is important, I wanted you to be able to see mm-hmm. how sometimes, and the first couple of times, you guys were all listening, the first kind of, couple of times it happens, it'll throw you for a loop. Like, what? Wait, what? That, that's not right. Because you get this voice in your head saying, no, it's a bird bath. You're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And you're about to say something, because, well, okay, I'll put it in my point. So I mean, this happens to me time and time again. I'm thinking, that's dumb. Because, of course, remember, yappy, conscious mind. I'm smart, I'm smart. Mm. Because we don't, we're not listening to our intuition. We're listening to our brain. And our brain is great, but our brain isn't as smart as the universe. You know, whatever you want to call it. God, the gods, you know, spirit gods. So we're being given this information. We, meaning I. And I'm like, uh, birdbath, no. And sure enough, the client will say, that stupid birdbath my father wants to put in the backyard. And I'm just like, I, I, I was going to say birdbath. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to a psychic and you tell them something and they say, oh, I was going to say that, they kind of lose credibility. <laughs> yes. You're like, yeah. You know, I'll tell you what. It's like, why don't you tell me yesterday's news today? Ooh, wow. You know, so this is where it gets frustrating. And you're going to have to develop, and, and this is why we take the class, but you're going to have to develop over time, and I will help you, a, an understanding of the, the subtle difference between imagination and intuition. And sometimes it'll be very easy to be able to pounding on your head. We like that because, you know, less work. Other times, you're going to have to take that leap of faith and just open your mouth. And the hardest part about this job is not being afraid to be wrong. And this is why people put in systems like, oh, it has, you know, all the numbers mean this and then got to follow this religion or this dogma. And again, no offense against Kabbalah, but this is why people twist the Kabbalah and force it in. This is why people twist astrology or numerology or other sciences and they try to force it in and go, I don't have to guess. I'm never wrong because I'm just saying what the cards are saying. And that's, that's why people give such horrible readings. And how do I know this? Well, I know this because people aren't beating down our doors going, oh my God, you read the tarot cards. You're going to tell me the future. Because think about this. If any of your neighbors found out that you knew what was going to happen in the future, you you would never be able to leave the house. People would be begging you, demanding stock tips. They'd say, hey, that girl down the street, huh? huh? You know, how do I do that? How do I get some of that? Um, how do I get my children to behave? Is my son lying to me? If they really believed that you had this knowledge, and again, we do, we have to develop a lot of skill in it. We have to work at it. It's not like we can just pick up cards and go, oh, right the first time. But our industry is filled with people who unfortunately haven't been trained properly. 
I know. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> Hi, my name is Dusty. I wasn't trained very well. Um, and so, yes, I'm on a crusade to help people become better readers. But no offense, but I'm not doing this for you. In as much as I'm doing it for you, I'm really doing it for humanity. I'm doing it so that when people go in and need an answer, the person who is giving them an answer kind of knows what they're talking about and can give them details. Um, so, yeah, we're here talking about dumb things like uh, lily pads. Bird but, baths. <laughs> and bird baths. But this is where... I can tell you, I bore you with stories, and not just my stories. So I can tell you other people's stories, but but just I don't even have to reach in there. I've got a bucket full of stories of times where I was like, "Oh, I should have said that," or if I just if I just had a little bit more confidence in my ability, I would have said, "Blah blah blah." And even if I wasn't exactly one hundred percent right, because that's another thing. Sometimes there's a piece missing. Your client isn't talking to you, or the your your intuition is coming in and something about our brain we kind of twist it to our own bias so we'll give a very good answer but we're slightly off because something in our brain won't let the message come straight through unfiltered our brain wants to add a little i mean imagine that the message is coming through the back of your head and then all the way through your brain out of your mouth well if if you've seen those old cartoons where somebody goes on vacation and they come back with suitcases and they're all stamped up with Paris and Rome and all these places, that's kind of like what the message does when it's going through your brain. <laughs> all these little stickers end up on it. And so it comes out with baggage. Like not suitcase baggage, but, you know, like little emotional or intellectual baggage and biases. So we'll cover all of that and... I know it's like day one. I'm already telling you. That's good. But just a little bit to let you know, from the very beginning, we're going to look at it with an open mind. We're going to go, okay, this is what we see. Now, this is an incredibly hard card, and that's why I'm taking such extra time with this, mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of symbolism. Let's say we got a giant hand. Well, I'm presuming that's like the monotheistic god. We got the, the Holy Grail, because weight says that's the Holy Grail. We got a communion wafer there. We got a dove. It's pretty pretty straightforward. We got little yods that are raining. That's well, it. <laughs> I had, actually, yeah. when I look at this, I had, like, this blast of information hit me. Oh, do tell. So when, when I first looked at this, it was more of a my cup runneth over of joy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I got it. It's there. It's great. Whatever it was. But then when I sat there and looked at it, just, just seconds later, I thought, well, maybe I'm offering the joy to someone else. I'm listening. And so I, and then, then my brain got tangled up in my other part of my thinking brain. And I just sort of went, stopped. But I, is that, Am I close? Can I can I win with that kind of idea? I, mean, I like the, the first part. The offering. I like the first part, and then the second part I like because it's a perfect example. All of us are going to experience this. All of us are going to screw the pooch. All of us are just going to go, I got it, I got it. Oh, my God, what did I do? Yeah, kind of that was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but if we don't understand, if we don't see other people screw up, 
you know, we see other people screw up and go, haha, but when it's our turn, we're like, oh no, I'm the only one who's ever screwed up. I'm a, I'm a horrible reader. This stuff doesn't work. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a firm believer of uh, learning from my mistakes, and I do make a lot of them. Yes. I was about to say I'm a firm believer in blaming others for my mistakes, but I was afraid people <laughs> take me seriously. Um, That's what the dog's for, right? Yeah. Stupid dog. Here, go go chase his bone. <laughs> so, to understand aces, one of the things we really need to do is we just need to understand numbers. And not in a numerological sense. You know, we're, we're not getting hocus-pocus. not saying numerology is hocus-pocus. I'm just saying we're not going there. But just as in, and we talked about this in class, but for those who didn't hear it or weren't paying attention, aces are, well, Ace means one, but see, both ace and one could be in a number of things. I think the easiest way to understand aces in tarot is to understand poker. If you have an ace, it could be a one, uh, you know, so you could use it as straight one, two, three, four, five, uh, or it could be ace, as in I am above the king, four aces, and I win. Um, some five in, in the same suit and color and everything. So an ace can be the number one. I'm less than two. I'm less than three. Hell, I'm less than everything except zero. Because we're talking whole numbers. And on the other hand, it can be a number one. So aces can be an abundance of, of just whatever that suit entails. Abundance of an emotion. Abund- like you said, my cup runneth over. I've got everything I want. You know, screw you, Mr. Nine of Cups. I am the source of all this. I found the fountain of eternal youth. I don't have nine cups worth. I could, I've got a big giant cup that never ends. You can be happy, but I am everything. I'm the Mm -hmm. Alpha and the Omega. Or it could just be like, well, I'm number one, and if I had had another one of me, I'd be two, and, you know, someday I'll climb up there. So aces can be in abundance of the raw stuff, or they can be, if they're if they're small, they're a beginning. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. This is why aces are often referred to as birth cards. Now, I don't want you to see an ace and automatically think, oh, baby, 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 because not all readings have to do with babies, but... And there's a, you know, if you're doing a Celtic cross, which has 10 cards, or any 10 card spread, there's a 1 in 7.8 chance of getting an ace. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, you're going to have a baby. Oh, you're going to have a baby. Why does 1 in 8 of your clients, why do you tell them they're going to have a baby? Oh, because that's all I can think of. But it could be, especially with the water and the uh, earth cards, or the cups and the coins, because they are such um, fertile, if you're into all elemental. But just as far as this card goes, really want to stay on it because there's not a lot of symbology. Not a lot of like, well, it's not so much since not a lot of symbology. Not a lot of depth and detail that we can really look into and go, ah, this is so clear. It's rather ambiguous and vague. So this card could be giving your blessings in the sense that we're taking the symbology of the dove and the communion mm-hmm. and, and whatever um, but I like the idea of the baptism 
take the word baptism out of the specific religion and use it as a colloquialism for mm -hmm. initiation or um, if it's upside down it's hazing <laughs> um, <laughs> or a welcoming into Hey, welcome to the community, Mr. Bird, or whoever, you know, in this case, the bird's being welcomed. Does that make sense? I have to think about that part of it. That's not a problem, because this is a difficult card. Let's, uh, before I bore everybody to death, let's try another card, and let's see what happens. The other one was the um, Nine of Swords. Nine, number nine. Got it. Ooh, that's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I um, I see this this person is alone. Whether it's at night or day doesn't really. When I initially looked at it, I saw darkness and thought it was only at night nightmares. But I'm thinking that they're just isolated. Well, it's indoors. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And um, but they are in bed, so yeah. Right, and they're alone, and it's some sort of grief anxiety um pretty significant anxiety yeah this is generally a good catch-all card for oh you're not gonna like this now mm -hmm. there's a number of ways of looking at this but um this is a card to me more of circumstance than event I mean, it certainly can be an event. All cards can be an event or a person or a description or anything. But it seems that its its most powerful statement is the attitude of the person involved. Mm -hmm. Grief, lament, unhappy, well, unhappiness, unable to sleep. Uh, you made your bed, now you're going to lie in it. Just not a happy bed. Uh, if we want to look at the execution or the duel um, in, in a wood carving, um, that could add to something. Uh, again, maybe it was just poor hotel accommodations, but this definitely screams you're not going to like the way this turns out. That's an unhappy person there. And again, for right now, that's all we need to do. We don't need to go into the zen of it all. Mm -hmm. um, but so I want to put everybody's mind at ease. Now you got two rather ambiguous cards. Let's go for a third, just to random chance. We'll see what comes up. Uh, ambiguous. They're all ambiguous. Some less so than others, especially the more you <laughs> try get. to pull out of here. Okay, I. Uh, how about the um, eight of coins? Okay. Um, oh, poor Dominique. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Can you mute yourself for a moment, yes, Dominique? Thank yes. Yes. Okay, cat. <laughs> yes. Talk about ambiguous. Um, I don't I, see anything ambiguous about this guy. No, not really. I think he's a hard worker. He has his um, accomplishments displayed, his goods displayed that he's finished as he continues to work on his next one, an artisan. Or they could be hanging out to dry. Not necessarily that, that these things would be to dry, but, you know. If if he was washing dishes, they could be hanging out to dry. Okay. Don't get don't get wrapped up in the fact that he's got a chisel. No, nope. I I didn't really think about that actually. <laughs> I guess I should have. Now I, I see this his one piece of work that's tossed underneath him, 
he has the others up for show. I see him more as the worker at, as opposed to the master. He is kind of a he just kind of reeks apprentice. He's got apprentice. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Versus the worker, versus worker. the master. The um, master it would I see it as more in the three, you know. Generally speaking, that's a very accepted uh tradition one thing about the three versus the eight notice how nobody's interrupting him mm-hmm. yes um, that's true. So, i mean he does have that also he's young he's got his entire future ahead of him and his threads are torn you know his well-worn right right maybe he is he's not got the cash to buy fancy clothes this is true this is true or, again, or, he could be uh, studying under someone who said, here, put this on. You know, could be his first day on the job. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Yep. I just see him as the worker. Very good. I like that. All right. I'm going to jump over to uh, Mike. Mike, sorry for making you wait too long, but you got a whole oh, bunch of people. That's perfectly uh, fine. <laughs> uh, you want to give it a shot? Sure, let's um, go with Four of Cups. Four of Cups. Oh, I love this guy. Now, I, I want to interrupt and say, in the original writer deck, the 1909-1910 art, Pam did not give this guy pupils. And it's bothered me because you can see that in uh, U.S. Games' standard yellow box deck. It's the... I think they might just call it the Rider Wade deck. Um, they, so many names that confuse people. But it looks like he he could be sleeping, he could be looking down. This bothered the hell out of me. I was so happy when I saw the Universal Wade deck in 1992. I said, oh my god, I love this deck. Because uh, Mary Hanson Roberts gave him pupils. So I was like, aha, I know that he is awake. Now, years went by, and I realized what a mistake that was. It was the ambiguity that allows me to go, in this particular reading, he strikes me as being um, asleep, and at other times he's being a brat. But when Mary Hanson Roberts put in the pupils, she took that out and forced, she took out half the possible meanings. So this is the danger of using different decks is that we see different things. Is that bad? Not necessarily, but it's something we need to be aware of. All right, so I bought you a little time while I blabbed. <laughs> Who cares what I think? What do you? Uh, what are you looking at? What do you feel? I I've got my eyes closed, and you're describing what you're seeing out the window. Well, what I'm seeing is a young guy who's had some disappointment happen to him and he's not quite sure what his feelings are about it and he's kind of gone out to contemplate under a tree like that and maybe he's getting um he's contemplating things and maybe he's getting some alternatives some some ideas are coming to him or maybe he's getting some feelings that he hasn't been aware of that's a very positive way to look at this card, and I like that a lot. It's easy to go to the negative, which I don't see anything wrong with, 
but it's easy to go to the uh, you know he's given all these options and he's like I don't want any of them but I like that positive spin on this card and it feels genuine it doesn't feel like you know oh I can never see anything negative about a card it, it just feels like well that's that's a very good interpretation now an yeah please an alternate to it could be something like he's um, well the first time I looked at it I sort of saw him as being a like Job or uh, yeah. the guy with the whale. Jonah, <laughs> that guy, yeah. Jonah, who, you know, went off and said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go. And he kept, and in the scripture, I guess, God kept telling him, you want to go here? I'm going to tell you how to go there. And he kept saying no all the time. And this was like, okay, here's another one. I'm going to have you do this now. And he's still like, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm undecided. No, I like that. And I liked your Job thing, too, because, of course, now I was looking at all these all these cups happening to him. So here's another one. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, but Jonah, I like that. Very, very good. Um, so let's just say, let's say, client walks in, blah, 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 and then this card flies out of the deck and, God saying this is what's going to happen to them just off the top of your head in this imaginary scenario what might you think that could uh, what what might do you think you might say to them well I might say that um, you know in your life I've given you a lot of opportunities and each time I give you an opportunity, you say, that's not the right one. And now I'm going to give you my last one. This is your last chance. I like that. I like that. Very clear, very boldly stated, very easy to understand. I don't know, Sarah, what do you think? Did you like the delivery? I was very impressed. Yeah, I'm kind of like sitting here going, wow. Wish I could do that. All right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, give us another one, please. Uh, let's try the Seven of Swords. Seven of Swords. Yeah. Oh, this guy. Yeah, he's he's just the life of the party, isn't he? So, what do you think's going on here? And and feel free to buck for tra buck tradition. Well, I I kind of, when I first look at it, I kind of think this is a this is a camp follower, kind of a gypsy, following an army, mm -hmm. and the army, you know, has all these followers, all these people to kind of do ancillary work, but they don't realize that they've got a kind of a snake in the midst, and he's going to make off with treasures when they're not looking, so they've got to be kind of on their guard because they've got somebody in the midst who is um, up to some mischief. I joined a multi-level marketing thing back when I was 20. <laughs> I know, I know, joke the jokes out. Short version is, it was a brilliant idea. It was like the, uh, the president of the company well, forget the president. The engineer of the company had found a way to limit the electrical use of uh, appliances and lighting 
restricting just enough electricity to where, yeah, it was, the lights were a little bit dimmer and the electricity in the refrigerator didn't run quite at, at full steam, but you saved 40% off your electricity. I was like, wow, this is crazy, great. Problem is, the um, president of the company, oh man, this guy had teeth forever. It's just like, just Mr. Smile, Mr. Perfect Hair. He didn't believe in the company. And sure enough, he just embezzled everything. Um, and it's and just, when you're talking about it, I hadn't thought about that in years, but it made me think of embezzlement. And it made me think of the guy, that, like you said, the snake in the midst. The guy that you least expect is just scooping up all that and going, eh? <laughs> I'll just be taking this now. Now, Let's say that your interpretation of that card is true. What moral lesson can we give to our client? This is going to happen. This has happened. This has happened in the past. What can we take from this? Just based on the card, just looking at that, what advice can you say, you should have done this, or you should do this so that that doesn't happen? Well, I kind of get the idea that you know, if if you go about your life and you actually put the effort in and do the work rather than just taking stuff from other people that you haven't earned, things are going to go better. And this card gives me the sense that, you know, he could be found out at any moment and everything is going to be ruined. It is broad daylight, yes. What about, and I don't mean to sound like a negative Nelly, but... If my if your client were those people in the background, I would have said I would say maybe something like, You should have hired a guard dog. <laughs> in other words, you should have gotten the proper insurance. Or um, hey, you guys are over there goofing off. Who is who is watching the camp? In other words, this could be an allegory of of personal responsibility huh. or yeah this guy's got personal responsibility I personally am responsible for for everything being stolen so this could be a good example for us to, to tell our clients you need to get a better computer hire, firewall because you're going to get hacked so we could we could see what's coming down the road and offer preventive advice. Right. Just wanted to throw that out at you. All right, give me one more because I'm having a good time with this. Okay, let's see. How about the seven of coins? Seven. Oh, boy, this guy. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. Um, have fun with it. Let me Let me know. <laughs> Well, my first take on it, of course, is that he's he's been working and this vine is growing and it looks like it's doing pretty well. And he's probably been taking care of it. But maybe it's not growing as much as he hoped for. Maybe it's kind of like a drought like here in California. And he's like, I wonder what I'm supposed to do now about all this. <laughs> 